You know, when you look back at the Mecca Sally arc, almost a decade, well, about a decade ago, I should say, a little over it now, a lot of people will have mixed reactions to it. I mean, honestly, as you all know, I wasn't fond of it to the point that I did not read any of the issues I got in the mail that I subscribed to until the very end. And then, as you all saw through YouTube, I did exactly that. I opened up all the issues and I read them, if not overall did a review on them. But the obvious question that a lot of fans would have about Sally when it comes to this whole Mecha Sally deal was, you know, was it basically the best idea she had? I mean, storyline-wise, you know, we understand that she, you know, she looked at the fact that she had a second chance at life and everything, and basically she wanted to give back. In other words, she wanted to redeem herself for everything she had not only put herself through, but put everybody else through. I mean, this including her PTSD and everything, her kind of like, you know, basically shunning all her, you know, friends away and even breaking up her relationship with Sonic for a time, all because of the fact that, like everybody else, she thought Sonic was dead, but didn't want to, you know, admit it or even let anybody know in the year that Sonic was gone, Mobius time, that she was going through a lot of trauma and that, you know, she needed help or she wanted, you know, basically the benefit and support of her friends. So when it comes to Sally, you know, in this decision, storyline-wise, one, you know, one could understand why she did it. But on the other hand, a lot of people could also say it was probably not her best idea. And honestly, I think a lot of you may agree it wasn't her best idea with all good intentions in mind. Again, it was, you know, from a storyline idea, it was a good idea. I mean, looking back on it, you have to realize that originally at the end of 225, before the first attempt at a rewrite of the universe by Dr. Eggman, Sally had been gunned down by a torrent gun on the Death Egg. But that's the question though. How did we get to that point? How did we get to basically a Death Egg showing up? Well, it's real simple. We have to go back towards the end of the Iron Dominion arc. In the Iron Dominion arc, Basically, at the end of it, Eggman had regained his sanity. Well, kind of. Because in his insane state, Eggman had come to realize, you know, something that obviously had been avoiding him, or he'd been avoiding, period. And that is the fact that every time Sonic had been in the vicinity of Chaos Power, basically the Chaos Emeralds, the Master Emerald, that basically Sonic would be unstoppable, and all plans that he would ever have to beat Sonic or conquer the world would basically go up in flames. So basically connecting the two together, you know, he figures that Sonic is the embodiment of chaos. It is unpredictable to plan for. So what does he do? He comes up with the idea to basically take an emerald, a singular emerald, if you will, and use it to create a Genesis wave. Basically, you know, a transition of turning the world into the, a spitting image of what he wants. And well, that's how we got basically the, Sega, the Sonic Genesis arc, which was also a celebration of basically Sonic's anniversary at that time, which I think was the 20th anniversary, I believe. 
But this is where the Death Day Mark II, as it's called, came into play. Because basically it was here where Robotnik, or Eggman I should say, would start coming up with the idea to basically use this new souped up Death Egg as a means to create his first Genesis wave. Unfortunately, just like all his other plans before, he did not account for the fact that those that survived this rewrite were not only Sonic himself, but the main core freedom fighters at that time, mainly the ones we saw at the beginning of the book when it first started, that being Sally, Antoine, and Rotor, and then later on Tails. So yeah, he didn't account for the fact that they were going to survive and everything, and thus because he didn't account for it, nor did he account for Sonic and later on Sally to regain the memories and realize, yeah, this is another one of Eggman's schemes, that he basically would end up getting foiled again. Now, here's what's interesting though. A lot of people look at, you know, Eggman's situation here and wonder exactly what was the true intention. Because later on in the story, Eggman basically reveals that he pretty much knew Sonic was going to foil him, which is why he had a backup plan. A backup plan that would use the new Death Egg Mark II as a global roboticizer. And by using the power of the Chaos Emerald, he'd be able to roboticize the entire planet and all the inhabitants on it. So, where does Sally come into play here, you might ask? Well, just like before, Sally runs off and everything, to try to find the, cent the center of the situation. And once she does, she kind of comes to the realization along with Nicole that they're on limited time. And how are they on limited time? Well, basically they don't have enough time to either hack into it and shut it down, but they do have enough time to redirect it. And here's where the idea of Sally basically maybe not being you know, the smartest idea she came up with, but being a more sacrificial one and wanting to repay, repay back everything she had basically, you know, kind of, I guess, atone, basically wanted to atone for, came into play. Basically, she asked Nicole to redirect the beam on their location. Nicole, of course, basically being against this, knowing exactly what would happen, but Sally's willing to accept it. However, what Sally doesn't come to realize is after she makes this sacrifice, well, Eggman has other things in mind for her. And those other things are, of course, weaponization. And believe me, when fans saw that, I could tell you, honestly, not a lot of folks were very thrilled with it. Now, what I mean by fans not being thrilled with it is the fact that Again, even as I've mentioned recently, it just did not make a lot of sense. You know, it did not make a lot of sense due to the fact that, well, wait a minute. If you're modifying, you know, uh, this new weaponized Sally to basically, you know, block out any influence of a power ring, which from Sonic lore perspective, cartoon and comic wise, gain, you know, basically uh, gives back the freedom, you know, basically free will, to the roboticized character, you know, basically it just didn't make sense to them how that was possible. Now, thankfully, thankfully, you have other places, you know, fan comics and everything like Archie Sonic Forever that try to fill in that gap. 
by basically having someone like Tails explain that maybe Eggman basically created some kind of padding that prevents the power ring from influencing Sally and giving back her free will because if it wasn't for the padding, the insulation if you will, she would be herself just roboticized and weaponized. And Eggman pretty much knows that if that's the case, he would be a dead man. <laughs> There's no doubt. But yeah, when you look at the weaponized Sally though outside of that, this is where a lot of fans you know, look at the fact that Sally's a good character, but this was probably not her smartest idea. Because she probably thought, okay, I'll get roboticized and that's it. Not realizing that Eggman was going to take it to another upteenth level, which he did. But basically, in the eyes of a lot of folks and fans like Glitcher, you know, visually displaying, having her basically taken apart and everything and rebuilt into the weaponized version that we all saw. And this would last for quite some time, spanning between all the books. However, this would all come to an end in 247 when once again we had another Genesis wave, but this was to lead us into the crossover with Mega Man called Worlds Collide. And then it was after Worlds Collide that we got the reboot. But how did that reboot happen, you might ask? How did it happen from a storyline perspective? You know, how did it occur? Well, from a storyline perspective, Sonic basically realized that, you know, just like before, things weren't as they seemed. And just like before, with the, you know, the Sonic Genesis story, his memories were slowly coming back, as well as Mega Man's. So Sonic was basically able, along with Mega Man, to gather or collect all the seven emeralds and become super versions of themselves thus using the power to not only defeat the combined alliance of Eggman and Wily, but also restore the worlds. Well, Mega Man was able to do this, Sonic was unfortunately not able to do it as originally planned. Because unlike Dr. Wily, who was willing to accept defeat and just basically start over again, Eggman did not want to accept defeat. Basically his words were, if I cannot have the world my way, then you won't have it at all. And thus he interfered with Sonic trying to restore the world. And basically a lot of fans would consider this being Eggman's biggest F up. But how does this side into what's going on with Sally? Well, Sally basically as a result is restored. She is flesh and blood again, of course, with a new redesign that was teased at one of the New York Comic Cons. Now, with that said, after everything is pretty much settled in, and everybody, courtesy of Nicole, who had basically collected, I guess you could say a residual, or what was left of a kind of large portion or decent portion residual of the Genesis, you know, Waves magic, Nicole, being the Duex Machina, was able to restore everybody's memory, mostly the Freedom Fighters, including Sally's. Although in the story, the friends were very, basically very hesitant to have Sally have her memories restored because with their memories restored from the old world, they knew exactly what, what had happened to Sally. And if Sally had her memories restored, she would basically kind of see exactly what occurred as well. And guess what? That's exactly what happened. Sally, along with Amy, gets her memories restored, 
but sees exactly what she had done as Mecca's Sally, even breaking down and crying and thanking them for stopping her, with Bunny basically comforting her and saying, that wasn't you, which kind of does, which kind of does basically, you know, um, I guess you could say relate to the situation since when you're roboticized and you don't have your free will, you're not exactly yourself. But this would be something that would haunt Sally for at least another issue. Because in the following issue, when they're trying to save Station Square, all the citizens there, Sally starts taking a lot of the burden onto herself by saying she has to make up for what she did because she almost did the unthinkable by ki almost killing Sonic. Sonic and you know, basically tearing apart everything they did. But it's Nicole that comes to her aid, the one that helped restore the memories and made her realize, look, you're not going to be, you're not alone on this. You know, you know, you're not alone here. And basically, you know, we're all still kind of reeling from having the memories of the old world and the new world kind of come together. But that you don't have to worry about being alone in this because you're not. And this does bring Sally back to normal, basically back to her senses. And even Kareem kind of chimes in by saying, hey, I know you remembered a lot of bad stuff from somewhere, but we have to remember it's not your fault, it's Eggman's. So, yeah, basically in the long run, when you look at what Sally went through, you know, pre and post, and in between, we could probably say this wasn't her smartest idea because of what happened. But another question fans have, though, is what has been revisited? Now, honestly, I think this probably would have been touched upon again, you know, getting close to issue 300. Why do I say that? Because, as we all know, one of the issues that was supposed to, or at least one of the story arcs and issues that was supposed to be released with a Sonic Universe issue, I think either issue 2 or 3, that was going to feature Sally teaming up with Amy and Cream. The reason this was done was not only to focus on all the individual Freedom Fighters that are non-gang characters themselves, but also have them team up with characters that pretty much you wouldn't think they'd team up with, but ha or you've seen them team up with, but not in the way they are now. And to me, I think the team up with Amy and Cream it would, have been, would have been basically the story in the Freedom Fighters arc on, in Sonic Universe to where Sally probably would have revisited the entire situation. Now, I'm not saying I know exactly what would have happened, but speculation-wise, we can assume she would have had a talk with Amy and Cream, and maybe this would be what Cream would understand and even accept the fact that, yeah, you know, the whole another world, other memories kind of deal, yeah, I can accept that as being legit and being something Eggman would cause. And I could see Amy basically also accompanying Sally by acknowledging that what Sally did was for the benefit of everybody. She just did not expect Eggman to go as far as he did. But now they both have an understanding that you can't put anything past Eggman whatsoever. And if the Eggman everybody's getting in IDW recently is any indication of what Ian had planned originally for Eggman and Archie had the comic continued, then yeah, I think that is something to really, you know, think about. And maybe would be something that Amy in a scene, you know, uh, maybe a campfire scene or whatever with Sally and Cream 
What? I know if you don't relate to Sally, like, yeah, you know, we can't put anything past this guy because if he's willing to weaponize you in the old world after robotization, then who knows what else he'd be capable of. But yeah, I do think even if briefly this would be followed up on, even with Sally probably wondering if maybe there's a chance that if she ever did confront Eggman one-on-one, -on -one, that she might probably want to take him out for good because of what he did to her and everything. But I'm, a, I'm assuming this is where maybe Amy, Cream, and perhaps Nicole would come in and say, hey, we know you might have that temptation, but you got to remember as a freedom fighter, you're, you're bound to a code, you're bound to an honor that basically is don't kill, but take in, basically arrest, if you, if you know, if you know what I mean. But, yeah, I think, honestly, it would have been followed up on. Especially in the Sonic Universe arc. I really do. Because, to me, you team up Amy with Cream and Sal Sally and, to an extension, Nicole. And you kind of have a scenario where something like this would have been brought up. But, in conclusion... Again, looking back at the uh, looking back at the whole situation with Sally about a decade later, one could definitely say and agree that despite in story all good intentions on uh, on her part, it probably was not the smartest idea she ever made. Yes, she wanted to pay back for everything she had gone she had put the people through and gone through herself, kind of redeem herself and everything, and basically repay back the second or third chance of life she had. But basically did not probably ex you know, expect Eggman to do what he did until later on. So yeah, in conclusion, probably wasn't the smartest idea, but the intentions were indeed good. But let me know what your thoughts are. How do you feel about the entire Mechastally arc in total, continuity-wise, storyline-wise? Do you think it was the smartest idea on Sally's part? Or do you think it was the dumbest? Also... Do you think the story would have been followed up on later, later on in the book had they continued in both Universe and the main? Do you think it would have been followed up on, especially if we had that issue from Universe where she was going to team up with Amy and Cream and to an extension Nicole? What are your thoughts? Let me know down below in the comment section as well as in the live chat during the premiere. Like the video and I all hope you have a good 4th of July. Also, Super Chats are open in the live chat during this 4th of July. If you want to help donate there, it would be greatly appreciative. Also, check out the Teespring store where you can find some Raleigh for Sally merchandise um, there. And I think you'll really enjoy that. But until next time, guys, let me know what your thoughts are. And I'm out.